Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Julie. I am your host, Rhonda Holman, with my super special, awesome, and amazing co-host, Julie Varney. We are both dental assistants in the world that have been doing this a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. And what we're doing is we're going online and we're finding that uh, some dental assistants are running into humps in their career field with their team, with their doctors. We're dissecting them. We're pulling out those pearls and we're helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Well, hello, Miss Julie. Hello, Miss Rhonda. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. Oh it's my God! Rainy hump day Wednesday. Oh, is it raining where you're at? Yes, it is. It is. So, where is Julie in the world? I am on a highway through Indiana, headed to Chicago, just Ooh. outside of Chicago, Elmhurst. Oh wow! So. Okay, so you know, I know what you do, but there might be some listeners out there that don't know what you do. Okay. For fun. <laughs> For fun. For fun. Oh, it's always fun. I know, right? Dental so, assisting is always fun. Dental assisting is really fun, guys. Seriously. And if it's not fun, you guys need to figure out what it needs to have done to make it fun. That's right. <laughs> That's okay. right. So tell us about why you're headed to Chicago or outside of Chicago. Well, I do or I offer dental assistant workshops and mentoring and coaching for dental assistants. So I have a three-day in-office with a prosthodontist office and their assistants to kind of help them um, work better together and, you know, fulfill their potential and, and reach it, maximize it, and just help them with their struggles if they have anything. So I go in there, I observe, I look at their systems, how they do things, their handoffs, you know, how they work together with, with each other. I listen to them. I mean, if it's just one assistant, that's easy peasy, but this is, I think, four assistants, four or five. So there's a lot of dynamics, but they're an awesome team and they just want them to be better chair side. So how does, how did, how do they reach out to you? Like, how does that process work? What does the dentist like go online and say, uh, I want to calibrate my assistance? Yes. And I have (laughs) Alexa. (laughs) Should have named that. Alexa. (laughs) Calibrate my assistance today. (laughs) Um, I have a website. It's dentalassistantcoaching.com. Dentalassistantcoaching.com. Yes, that's what it is. Um, And I'm on Facebook and you just, you know, reach out to me and I can see how I help because sometimes it's remotely like I can meet with the dental assistant and mentor them through their their struggles that they're having or sometimes the doctor will want me to come in office from like one day to three days so depending on the dynamics of the team so I guess my question is what are like the most common themes that you see when you head into the offices like what are their usual choke points that they're having mine is when I what I see is the flow is not consistent 
the efficiency is not consistent. Um, they're just not synced. Doctors tend to change their mind a lot of times and they forget to tell the assistant. Like they just decide to do something different or add a instrument or, you know, different types of things. So they don't stop and say, okay, this is how I'm going to do this procedure now. So they really should be looking at their overall processes of, you know, moving through the procedure. Are we doing it as efficiently as we can? So a lot of the time I see it, it's the assistant struggles because the dentist hasn't brought her up to speed of what they want. Right. So there's no uniformity. Yes. Yes. So it's just having them sit down, walk through each other with procedures and just, you know, how can we do this better so that, you know, an hour crown prep is not taking two hours. What can we do more efficiently? And, you know, organization is a big key about it. You know, your operatories being organized, um, and just, you know, from an out, sometimes it's great to get like an outside perspective. Yeah. Because sometimes you look at the same things all day long. It's like that object that you've lost and you can't find it anywhere. So you call in the husband and say, hey, I've lost my scarf. And he's like, oh, it's right here. Yeah. You <laughs> totally like, oh, looked right past I've it. overlooked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've overlooked it 500 times today because you're just, you're so caught up in the moment and you're so like, hey, we got to get this done. We got to get this done, you know, and you, you don't see the the obvious or other solutions. So it's good to always have a good set of eyes, whether it's the front office, hygiene coaching, dentist coaching. Sometimes it's just good to kind of get like, you know, an evaluation or, you know, what can we do better tomorrow or, you know, better, you know, patient experience or, you know, it's just, it's simple. Yeah, it really, you know, as a dental assistant, I've said this before, like a lot of us maybe go to one office and never go to another one, you know? So like, you don't know any different, like there could be easier ways. And, you know, unless you're exposed to it, like, how would you know? I wouldn't know. Like, I wouldn't know that there's other ways to do it that might actually be better for me and my doctor. (laughs) Yeah. And and sometimes there's a lot of things like, you know, maybe they weren't trained you know, I'm a big fan. I love being trained on the job. I do think there should be other pathways of educational, you know, and, and a lot of times you learn um, either bad habits or good habits. So it's always good to, if you're trained on the job, to find some other type of formal education just to make sure that you're doing things correctly. Um, so oftentimes when I go in there, some things like maybe with sterilization and the processes aren't exactly the way they need to be. And it's just tweaking that a little. And they're like, oh, I did not know that. Or, oh, Sally Sue from five, 10 years ago taught me that. And there's been updates in that type of stuff. So there's always like new product you could use um, that makes you more efficient, you know, chair side materials, all that type of stuff that they might not be implementing or they might have like, I've gone into offices where the CEREC machine's sitting there. <laughs> And I'm like, what are you doing with that? Oh, well, we have it. We just don't utilize it. And I'm like, really? Why not? Well, we just haven't had the training. Well, it just takes a little bit of time. Yeah, and, and sometimes here's the deal for a lot of dentists, of too. Like, if your assistants aren't on board, it's almost impossible to implement things. Right. I mean, I mean that that's not even just in dentistry. That's right. in, like any business. <laughs> if, if you don't have the motivation and the people that are like, yeah, let's yeah. do this now sometimes it's easier to like stick to your old ways and just be afraid Mm -hmm. of advancing. (laughs) 
Yeah. And I just, you know, I think we can all, like I learn something new when I go into offices, there's things that maybe I've never seen. So it's nice to, to be able to learn something. I always try to like, I'm going into Prasadana's office, why I know what they do. And I've been in a couple, they might do something I've never seen before. And so I'll get to watch them and learn and ask yeah. about and their And then process. you get to so share it with others when you too. go to different offices. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like with you and your, with you and your airway. You know, I'm familiar with like sleep apnea, but not so much the airway, the whole connection and, and how you treat it and what your processes are. So, you know, if I came into your office, I would learn a lot and walk away with learning about airway. You know, not that I would be an expert in it, but I would have the knowledge. Oh, yeah. You know, not a day goes by I that I don't from pick others. up new vernacular. Like, it's, they make it so complicated with the science behind it. <laughs> and then, you know, you have to, like, like I, my favorite quote was, um, when you fully understand something, you can explain it simply. And I think that could be with dental assisting, with all of the different right. types of, you know, medicine that is out there (laughs) you know if if I went to a general physician and they explain things simply to me you but darn right I'm gonna like take action on it because then I'm gonna get it and that's why I think dental assistants are like the translator for the dentist absolutely absolutely I really do I think that we 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 take something you know because like I always dumb it down for everybody Mm -hmm. and not on not like to like insinuate that they're not intelligent enough to know what I'm saying I just like to keep it simple you know like we got to get the squishy stuff out no. and then once we get to the good two structure yes. we'll go ahead and fill the hole <laughs> yeah yeah and then they they understand you know they understand oh my tooth is rotted and they got to remove it all and then they're going to place a filling to restore it so it's it's I I like you know using as they used to call them layman terms or you know, but if you start saying, I'm going to remove this caries over here and <laughs> we're going to take some of the dentin down and we're going to put a box prep in here and then, you know, we're going to lay the thoracale down. They're going to be looking exactly. at like, yeah, I don't you know, know all that. Just makes like my tooth. Anybody in the medical field, we always think differently than what the general population thinks. And it's just hard to like forget that you think differently. <laughs> right. Oh, okay, Julie. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take up too much. Of- yeah. yeah. Ooh, ooh, okay. I got a good one. So what post do you it. have? So I got this one out of okay. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group. And the poster stated, hey, everyone, this okay. is kind of just me venting. I work corporate and apparently one of the higher ups are here today. Cool. Except for I'm getting told to do 400 Oh, that's way long. Four, eight, three, nine, two, nine, two, <laughs> whatever that is. That's 483,000. No, that's wrong too. 4,839,292 things differently and getting scolded when I do something I normally do and being told I don't do enough. I'm just curious. Right. I just want to find it. I just find it ridiculous that just because he is here, I'm the punching bag. The doctor doesn't see everything I do, and she asked why I didn't do one particular thing, and it's a very high stress, very busy office. I usually just apologize because I feel like if I say anything, it could be considered talking back, and she just basically is telling me to listen and move on. If things are to be done differently when a higher up is there, can you let me know? 
or maybe train me correctly so that this entire thing could have been avoided. This is my first job out of school, hired me out of an externship, and I started officially December 31st of last year. I feel like I'm getting good experience and becoming well-rounded, but it's really bumming me out that they're getting upset with me for things I wasn't prepared for. Is this the best way I can think to phrase it? Or this is the best way I can think to phrase it. Really want to look elsewhere and very interested in private practice, but fear I don't have enough experience to do so. Thanks for reading it if you made it this far. <laughs> that was cute. I like that ending. <laughs> Thanks for reading if you made it this far. So, well, it sounds like, I don't know. What do you um, think? Maybe the way that their day-to-day practices, the way that she functions, is different than what corporate, like, their standard is. You know, like... That's what it sounds like, because if there's no problem during the regular day, but as soon as somebody, you know, of, of probably more of like a, I don't know, whoever this person is that, that comes from corporate, they have that, you know, that standard, you know, everything is this way, you know, you wear your shirts this way, um, you, you walk a patient out like the, the script. So maybe, maybe she would be a lot less stressed if she just went to the source, you know, like. If, if they're, if they're fine with the way I'm doing it when you're not here, what am I doing differently when you are here? And what do you want me to do? Like every day that you're not here. <laughs> right. Cause maybe, maybe that dentist doesn't even know what the standard protocol I, is. Yeah. Right. Right. And this is, I think this happens a lot in these, these corporates is DSOs that, the training, there's a lack of training for the assistant to know the expectations. So if it has to be one way, maybe she hasn't been properly, completely trained on all the processes. So that it can be, because it seems like she wants to do what's right and what's the best thing and, and she's excited and stuff. But then when she comes in and they're, you know, picking or pecking, whatever you want to call it, at her about this or that. Yeah, and well, clearly she, she cares because she wouldn't the be tool. upset if she didn't. <laughs> and, right, right. And I think that's that's what happens, I think, in a lot of places like corporate or DSOs that just, you know, they want you to do all this stuff, you know, a standard across the board from practice to practice to practice to practice, which is great. But I think where they fail is the, is the lack of consistent yeah. training. And always training. And these are our systems. And, and I don't think you should overload the person's boat. I think you should get them rowing in one direction and then keep yeah. adding rowers to the boat. Understand what I mean? So this is how there should be some type of process that the I believe the assistant should be onboarded through. All right, this is our first area. We're going to teach you all about the processes of sterilization. This is how we do it. And you do sterilization. Then you're going to do whatever next, x-rays maybe. This is our x-ray room. You're going to take x-rays for two months and, and learn that process. So they pass. And, and now you're going to go into the chair-side assistant phase, and you're going to learn all the process of chair-side assisting. Because if they're doing too much, that's where I think the – educational or the training gets dropped because they have them doing this and doing this and and it becomes overwhelming for the assistant to kind of keep up with 
everything. They don't master one skill. So they're a jack of all trades and a master of none because they have so much that they're trying to absorb and learn and, and Yeah, because then you end up doing everything to, kind of halfway. To do. <laughs> and then I can see why you get picked on. <laughs> right. And, and I think that, like I said, I think that's in any position, I think, especially in, you know, in a, in a bigger corporate position where there's a lot of people and there's a lot of processes and I mean, a simple private practice, it's, it's easier to onboard one single team member, right. Than onboarding uh, a whole where you have patients after patients after patients and you're helping here and helping there. And it's a little different dynamic, you know, the, the private practice to a, a huge corporate but I think the processes are the same. I think they can be implemented the same. I think it's important that you have solid systems because this poor girl, you know, she, she just wants to do her best, you know, and she just wants to feel like when she walks away at the end of the day, she did an awesome job. So it doesn't sound like she's not willing to, it sounds like just give me the tools and and tell me what you want. You don't know what you don't know. (laughs) You're just treading water for a long time, especially when you get out of school. And, and if you don't have protocols mm-hmm. and, and clear defined goals, I mean, I know these sounds like fancy words that, you know, like mm-hmm. everybody talks about, but it's true. Like you get it. You see the value in them when, when you're struggling like this and you realize it could have been so much easier if it was black and white. Like I, I'm not allowed to go chair side right. until I get X amount of hours and, doing it. Or, you know, just give me, like, a chart or checklist. Kind of like it, you're in right. externship. You know how, like, they made you play so many bands. You had to take so many impressions. Mm-hmm. You had to take so many FMXs. Like, that's the way it should be, especially if you are corporate, because you want everything to be uniform. Right. And I think that's the success of, while you might not be thrilled be in sterilization for two months, doing all sterilization and cleaning up after people. Yeah. It's and the then you have less questions. That you, you don't see. ever have to doubt it. Ugh. That you, right. Cause you're, that is your area that, you know, sterilization, x-rays, whatever kind of areas they have or what your responsibility is. So you really need to know everything. You would not just want to be chair side, but not know how, how they process their instruments or what the flow is for it. So, you know, you don't want to feel like left out of the loop, you know, because if you ever have to yeah, do it, and you don't want to do it if wrong. This, this guy so, comes in every couple of weeks, just, like, imagine you're going to end up with an ulcer. <laughs> if you're worried, you're going to petrify yourself every couple mm-hmm. of weeks, knowing and, that this person is going to be watching you and you still, you know, you just, ugh, I just, my stomach hurts just thinking about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And... And, and sometimes, not to say that maybe this guy doesn't know, but maybe he's never sat right. chair side. Right? So maybe he's never been a dental assistant. He knows the processes and what should happen. But maybe he should follow her and learn yeah. a little bit more like to shadow. help her out, too. And kind of feel what, yeah, kind of like shadow him, you know, learn the process of a dental assistant. Because it, it, it would be hard if, you know, you weren't a dental assistant and, you know, some corporate guy or your higher up is telling you how to do your job, you know, and what to look for. And while you understand that, you know, the key 
whatever they call them, the KPIs, their key practice indicators or, you know, but if he's never sucks fit or he's never retracted or it's, it's hard yeah. for that dental assistant to relate. And that's why I think it's so much easier to learn sometimes. from your peers. You know, especially if, if I was corporate, like, let's say I own yes. a corporate dental office, right? And I had multiple locations. I would have someone come through the ranks and be like mm-hmm. the rock star dental assistant and then go help our right. new hires, like be there to give them one-on-one, like, this is why you don't do it this way. And I'm going to tell you exactly why, not instead of don't do it because I said don't do it. You know, it's so much easier when somebody mm-hmm. explains to you why there's a better way, <laughs> just like what you're doing today. Right. I just think, you know, corporate is a great, there's a lot of great corporations to work for and they offer more than a private practice. So, you know, finding the right fit of your, for for your career, what you want, you know, if you want to work 40 hours, a private practice might not offer that and they have benefits. And so you might want to work in a corporate, but my whole thing is, like I said, is the implementation and key in retaining these dental assistants. So they have longevity in the corporate world. There's a lot of, I believe there's a lot of high turnover in the corporate dentistry because there's no key for career ladder growth or there's no, um, you know, they get burned out easily because of the volume and they're, they're, they don't have systems for success to, to be good at what they do, great at what they do actually. So it's, it's hard. And I think yeah. she's doing the right thing that, like you said, go to the source. I like that. Go right to that guy and say, hey, listen, I want to be better. I want to help others be better. What do we need to do? What are the systems? Let's map it out. Let's sit down, talk about it. Let's make sure that everybody's on the same page and doing the same yeah, thing that you want. Because the last thing you want to do is, so, like I said, when, when they show back up and, and you still haven't fixed anything, just to just to be wait to, you know waiting to get your lashings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Get your lashing. <laughs> you know, lashing with a wet says, cotton roll. <laughs> my husband says, uh, instead of a noodle, will continue until morale improves. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think it'd probably be frowned upon. Well, Julie, I won't but... <laughs> make you read a post since you are clearly driving. Well, that's a... and that wouldn't oh, be okay. safe, guys. Yes, that I was am clearly driving, post. but that was a good post. You know, like I said. You know, I'm all for the type of practice you want to work for. My whole thing is systems and implementation setting you up for success. So whether you're starting in the private practice or whether you're starting in a corporate, how are they onboarding you so that you are successful and you don't end up quitting and walking away because there's, you feel like a failure. So yeah, that's yep. what they have to look at. All right. Well, Julie, you have amazing hope day. I hope that you blow the minds out of yes, that pasta down at office do. and give them tools so that they can have a more fulfilling oh, career so. and, you know, a better day every day. Yes. It's awesome. Because dental assisting is awesome. Happy So you day. have a fabulous day and <laughs> Bye, happy hump day to all our listeners. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Julie, where we're banding together to ensure that every dental assistant has a better tomorrow than they did today. Don't forget to find your tribe. Dental Assistants Worldwide Group has a safe place for dental assistants to share, connect, grow, and learn. 
Find Julie Varney on Dental Assistance Rock, the website, or Instagram. And as always, if you guys need to get a hold of the DA Rockstars, we have the Facebook page. You can message through there. But I just truly appreciate you letting us help you get over the hump of the week Wednesday.